your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around the podcast re-recorded at a cost of £10.5 million after originally being recorded with Ched Evans. <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Neither was I. I was like, where's this? Is it? Where's this Ched Evans! Well done. I think that's the first time we've not got to the sponsor. The tagline was that good. Should I just go into the sponsor now? Yeah, Yeah, go on. (laughs) Just nice and fluidly. (laughs) Okay. Brought to you by Voluptuous Figs Flavor Diet Coke, exclusively at Waitrose. Uh, I feel like would would you think they would l- allow Michael to do a voiceover on a Waitrose advert? Or do you sound too, too um, regional? No, no. I, I think they probably let him do it. Um, too regional. <laughs> they do it. They let me do it as tokenism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a compromise. You know. Yeah. You know. In, instead of a, instead of a person of colour, they've got Michael. You know, regional. <laughs> it's regional basically man. the same thing. Yeah. We're, we're, we went for a halfway in between. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael is Waitrose's idea of a person of colour. Um, yeah, let, let's maybe for legal not reasons <laughs> not say that definitively, but yes. <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, on I'll, those, take uh, I'll take well. Interestingly enough, on those reshoots we did uh, without Chet Evans, um, yeah, I was only paid a thousand pounds, but Dave got paid one and a half million. Uh, what, what's up with that? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was... Well, you accidentally ticked the woman box, Al, on the... <laughs> oh, that must have been it, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was extremely controversial when we, when we found out what we, um, what we eventually found out about Ched Evans, that he'd, um, he's never actually watched a film, um, and that's why we had to re-record the whole podcast. <laughs> Funnily enough, if you'd said Michael Owen instead of Ched Evans, and I'd like to stress at this point that as far as I'm aware, Michael Owen is not a sex offender. Um, <laughs> however... Apparently he doesn't His only like offences being really boring. Yeah, and apparently he doesn't like films. Um he's watched two films in his entire life, apparently. No, I think it was more like ten. Oh well there you go. He, he listed them on uh, Twitter. Give him some um, credit, yeah. He listed them. Uh, the most uh, interesting inclusion was Sea Biscuit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he also hashtagged it hate films at the end, so <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Did he record himself like saying it in his sort of I wish he Fantastically had. Fantastically exciting voice. No? I don't think so. Missed opportunity. Right, anyway, let's uh, let's move this train. <laughs> We're here for uh, Films, episode 29, I believe. You know, moving in on 30, which is everyone's favourite of the tens numbers, I think. <laughs> um, we're here for a very exciting episode, my favourite episodes of the year. Uh, the film's top five films of filmy times of 2017 uh, but we're going to be doing it collaboratively this time so we're not coming up with individual lists and being all individualistic we're you know collaborating <laughs> like nice, a democracy n- nice pun there if in, if it, uh, individualistic I liked it 
Well, I was, just, I was trying to think of words, but I don't, my vocabulary is quite small because um, English is an additional language. So, you know, cut me some slack, please. <laughs> <laughs> if, I was doing, if I was doing this in German. <laughs> ah, Natürlich. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm here with a load of film experts. First off, David Peeling. Hello. Secondly, Alex Wayne. Yo. And last but certainly not least, Michael Johnson. Hiya. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, very um, cheeky. So cheeky. Yeah, very <laughs> flirtatious. It, it, flirtatious. It <laughs> <laughs> He's just hearing what he wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that um, Instagram filter on his audio. <laughs> Where we're all coming out as hot women. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's voice to Al has dog ears and a tongue. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be doing it a little bit like if anyone, if any of you listened to the games episode, no. which um, I know all of you did. <laughs> we're going to be doing it like that. However, this time I'm going to explain it even better. So by that I mean I'm going to actually explain it. Um, basically, we we got to nominate five films each. We did that last night. I've plunked them all in a list and put who nominated what. There's obviously some crossover. Um, and then we're going to whittle that list down by cutting films off so that we've got five left, our top five, and then obviously we've got to order our top five and that'll come after that. So first off, we'll go around uh, trying to cut things and you know, generally shouting at each other that we shouldn't cut things. Although this will be interesting because I think there's a lot of, like I say, there's a lot of crossover. There's quite a few that three people have nominated, quite a few that two people have nominated. Um, before I go down the list of nominations, what do we think it? Uh, how do we think it ranked in terms of, you know, overall films in 2017? Do you think it was a strong year, average? What do we reckon, Al? Do you want to go first? Very strong. I um, obviously, as part of this list, we're counting UK 2017 releases, which basically means a lot of the films Better than from the Oscars. American ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. Um, a lot of films that um, most lists of this year would have considered last year, but we're considering this year. Um, and to me, it just looks like a really strong list. Um, so there's a few films in the nominations that I haven't seen, actually, that I really wanted to. Um, but yeah, I, I feel there's a good mix there, a good mix of genre. Um, and it's going to be very tough to whittle this down, I think. Um, it is. I think it is going to be tough, definitely. Dave, what do you reckon? Well, I, I was looking back as I was coming up this list, and I think I've only seen six or seven movies, and I think the five that I've put on the list are all certainly there and thereabouts, and that you can go and only see six or seven films and then you know, all be proper, proper bona fide, maybe not classics, but hits, but then, um, yeah, you've had a very good year, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, Michael, what do you reckon? Well, this this was a year where I sort of lost track of films a little bit, uh, which is something I hope to put right next year, um, or this year, as it is. Um, so <laughs> so I, I'm not the best qualified um, for this, even though I do have some, some films that I would rank right at the top of my list regardless, um, as we'll see when we do this. But uh, just observing a lot of films um, from the outside without having seen them, it seems like uh, by the end of the year, after maybe a slow start, there were a lot of films that I, I still want to see from last year. Um, so I think this this year would rank um, alongside most in terms of the overall quality. Awesome, yeah, I I agree with Al. I think it's a really it's been a really strong year. I've watched um, just looking at the list because I keep a list on Letterboxd. Uh, I've watched thirty seven, which I'm pretty happy with. 
and um, I was just looking down and I was thinking, I think up to about 30, up to about number 32, I really, really enjoyed them. So there's only really been five films that I didn't like. And um, I think my top five is probably the strongest top five I've had, which might be because I've watched a lot of films, but also um, I think it's just because it's just been a really strong year. And there's still films that I have not seen um, that I want to see from this year. Mm. So. Cool. Shall we? Should be interesting. Shall we get going with the culling? Yeah, let's get. Um, let's. I'll read down the list of nominations and then we'll kick it off. Um, so here's the nominations. So we've got Blade Runner 2049, which is nominated by me, Michael, and Al. Moonlight, which is nominated by Michael and Al. Dunkirk, nominated by Michael, Al, and Dave. The Florida Project, nominated by me. My Life as a Courgette, nominated by me. Um, get Out, nominated by Al, Dave, and me. Manchester by the Sea, nominated by Al. The Red Turtle, nominated by me. Star Wars The Last Jedi, nominated by Dave. Logan, nominated by Dave. And The Death of Stalin, nominated by Dave. Which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 strong. So we've got to cut six. Is there anything I've missed there, by the way? <laughs> Not nope. that I'm aware of. My top five are cool. all there. Excellent. Sounds good. So, um, Al, it's over to you. Take a look okay, at the list. So Go mad. <laughs> the way we did this last time on the games episode, um, everybody was very, very you know, good-natured uh, <laughs> and, and cut one of their own top five to start with. Um, right. I'm not you're sure. Gonna, I feel I, like you're going to say but here. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> um, just go straight for my throat. <laughs> I might have to because I'm not sure I can bear to cut any of mine from the top five yet anyway. Um, I'm going to nominate a film. I'm going to be fair though. Uh, I'm going to. I'm not right. going to try and cut a film that I haven't seen yet. So I'm going to go for mm-hmm. a film that I have seen. And good though it really was, I'm going to nominate Logan to be cut. And I would like to hear Dave, who nominated it, defend it. Okay. Um... <laughs> yeah alright so Logan for those that don't know I did review it earlier in the year but it's um, it was uh, an instalment in the X-Men film series um, and uh, saw Hugh Jackman uh, reprise his role as uh, Logan a Wolverine and it sees him getting very old um, and uh, 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 nursing and caring for an extremely ill uh, Professor X when bad guys try and ruin everything. So Logan, I really, really loved. I saw this in the Never Not Controversial 4DX format um, when I spent uh, a couple of hours having my hair rustled by a, by a pressurised air canister. Um <laughs> And, I remember this, <laughs> and uh, and even so, that didn't distract me from the, the the magnificent storytelling that went on here. It is, it's a superhero movie, and we've had a lot of those in recent years. I think you'll tend to agree. Um, they've they've done extremely well in lots of different ways. They've laid, they've made lots of people very rich, but they've also, on the whole, they've been broadly fairly entertaining. Logan, I would, I would suggest went immediately to the top of my list of all-time superhero movies. 
it was magnificent. The storytelling was beautiful. The um, the depictions of um, of uh, 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 of Wolverine past his prime, um, uh, of carers, of a uh, of an old man tortured by a failing a failing mind, um, and a, a, a love for um, protecting the next generation were, were, were all wonderful. Um, the, the choice to make this an 18 rather than um, the 12As that all the other superhero movies were meant that it felt grittier, it felt more like um, the, the battles that uh, Logan were going through were actually half fought in his mind as well that there was that that um that there were you know the violence that, that that was being inflicted was was real and and graphic and you could see how it was taking a toll on the characters in a way that you don't usually see in a superhero movie i i, I for one really love this movie i i think that um there were i mean one that was on my um kind of initial draft that there was um was wonder woman as well which was obviously relatively unique in 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 the superhero genre being as it did featured an almost all you know majority female cast and had a female lead but it felt otherwise like a pretty standard um standard superhero movie of the last kind of decade whereas this stands i think head and shoulders above any other that we've that we've seen and sat through and i think for that um, this 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 warrants this film having um, uh, receiving very high praise indeed. I should uh, although I've nominated this to be cut, I should say that I really really concur with what you've just said there. So I thought it was comfortably one of the top five superhero films of all time, and I thought it was as much of a western as it was a superhero film. And um, nothing else, for, for some reason I'm a sucker for any kind of film about kind of aging kind of outlaws or you know heroes going to bat basically and i did really enjoy this i was the only reason i've nominated necessarily is i think it's such a strong year i'm not strongly going to say it has to be cut mm. and that was good defense to be fair michael you've seen this one haven't you yeah i just saw it last so. week for the first time yeah thoughts um, I, I would agree with um with most of that i think i'm, I'm not a big fan of the superhero genre anyway um, well, I, I say that I just don't have so much exposure to it. Um, lost a lot of interest in it, but it's it certainly seemed to um, to stand above most of the typical entries in in that sort of area. And um, quite bizarrely, uh, just one other thing, it seemed to uh, I don't know whether it was intentional or not, but it seemed to touch upon the sort of the impending crisis we're going to face of uh, care for the elderly as well, which was quite bizarre. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was um, in. in it had a lot of um, thematic scope and very interesting moments compared to um, any other X-Men films I've seen or anything like that. And like like Dave um, mentioned, I think you felt like there was something at stake in it, which is, we've said many times on the podcast, is a big problem with uh, the Marvel films in particular. So, yeah, I thought it was uh, was very good. Um, I've just, I, I watched it mostly because of the, um, the praise. It's not something I probably would have gone after otherwise, but um, mm. yeah, I enjoyed it, definitely. Clive, I don't. I don't believe you've seen this. I might be totally wrong. <clears throat> I've. I've not. I was. It was. I was very close to watching it, and I opted for watching uh, someone else as well. But instead, but I've heard. I've heard lots of good things about it. I just. I'm kind of with you, Al. I think 
it's probably looking at all these other <laughs> films. It would. It's it, probably where, on your personal list of five, Dave. Uh, where does it stand? Because I'm of the opinion, for example, if something someone's number one and they're you know really really passionate about it and they're the only one that's seen it then you know i think it's fair enough that it should hang in the list but if it's say more of their number three or whatever <laughs> i don't know just, yeah i think it gives us a good perspective have you have you thought about that or have you just i've not really i've not really thought about it having a look at the yeah. list now and th- and and giving it thought i could probably make a pitch for yeah, I, oh, crikey, I could see it. I mean, it, I mean, the thing is, they're they're different, you know. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, all totally. such different films that I'm looking at here that could be. I mean, it's towards the bottom, but then so are the other ones that it's drawn with. So you could either say that it was third, tied third, or tied fifth. It was <laughs> <laughs> okay, depending on how you know, depending on how negative you want to be. How you look at it. Anyway, let's. I tell you what. Why don't we? Why don't we do a, a straw poll at this point? Okay. I, I'm i going to stick with my guns since I'm nominating. I'm going to say cut it. Mm-hmm. Michael? Cool. Well, this, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think of this line of thinking, but obviously I've seen it and I enjoyed it, but I think there are other films on this list that I haven't seen that I think I would like more when I do see them. So no, on that's that, fine. On, on, that <laughs> that's basis, fine. I, on that basis, I would be happy to cut it, yeah. Um... Dave. Well, you want to ask Clive, don't you? <laughs> well, I, 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 I was thinking we'd leave it to him dramatically as the only person who hasn't seen it if uh, I'm assuming you're going to vote to save it or I might be wrong there. Well, I mean, I put, I put it on the list. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Dave votes to save it. Clive, what are you going to say? Um, I'm going to, and I want to say this as well, uh, in this case I'm going I'm to cut, but I think... The option is if we save something, it's not saved. Like it's not guaranteed to be in the top five. It's oh no, absolutely not. No. Yeah, but I, I'm going to vote cut, basically for similar reasons to Michael. Um, although I have seen a lot of the stuff on here, and I'd put there's definitely five films on here that I've seen that I'd put above it, basically. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen Logan, so it's kind of like Michael. <laughs> it's more of what, what I would, what I think I would think of it. Um, even as it being the best, like my current favorite superhero film is uh, Iron Man and I'd expect I'd like Logan a lot more but I just think still it's such a strong year that I think there's other films I'd like more than it, oh, it, it it's um, it, but I do I am annoyed that I haven't seen it it would make my top 10 films of the year comfortably it was a really good film and it feels really oh, harsh but still that's a strong uh, a strong send off yeah because yeah. you've seen probably more than me so <laughs> you must be in the 50s or something I imagine uh, I haven't, I haven't kept seen. a list I've started to this year but I didn't last year so I don't know I think it'll be about the same as you may, maybe a little a few more but not many more cool cool so top 10 is pretty strong right so Logan has unfortunately gone which means we're down to 10 I've also you may have noticed on this list added honourable mentions uh, just because when we get down to the 5 point I feel like that can be a <laughs> something we could put one or two in there <clears throat> as a slight compromise um right let's go to let's go to dave next seeing as he's had his cruelly cut yeah let's give him a chance to <laughs> let's give him a chance to yeah I'll. throw his knife at someone <laughs> <laughs> i think i know what's coming um well let's see you um let's see you uh justify liking art uh created by controversial characters what's so what's so great about manchester by the sea 
thought that was coming. Yeah, I thought that was coming. I thought that was coming. Okay, so, um, yeah, there is controversial nature to Manchester by the Sea. Casey Affleck has been accused of domestic violence. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I'm going to assume it is, but I'm also assuming that Michael Jackson didn't just sleep in a bed with children. Yeah, I still like Thriller. I'm going to defend this purely on the basis of... <laughs> I'm going to defend this purely on the basis of it as a film. And the reason, I'm going to, the reason I nominated it was because I honestly don't think I've ever seen a better portrayal of uh, grief and not so much depression as, a, you know, almost broken man syndrome um, as this film. Casey Affleck, um, love him or hate him or just feel, you know, he's probably a bad man gives a tremendous performance in this um, level of performance that I don't think you see very often. Uh, he totally inhibits his character as a man who is um, recovering from a great personal loss, which I won't say anything about because it's a spoiler. And the film is it's directed really artistically by Kenneth Logeran, who's a theatre director. Um, and because he's a theatre director, we, we do get a, an emphasis on the character uh, we do get an emphasis on the emotional pain that sometimes we might not get from certain film directors uh, without it being too stagey. I mean, if you look at a film like Fences from last year... I was just about to say, actually, not that I haven't seen Fences, but I've heard yeah. most of the criticisms of it are the fact that it's a bit stagey. It's so too stagey, yeah. So this isn't like yeah. this stuff. This is totally cinematic. Right. And it, it it's shot with great beauty. And, um, and as much as I would like to say, you know, it's really good because of the other elements, really, Casey Affleck is the is the driving engine behind this entire thing. He, he is unbelievable in this. Um, and I thought the film had a really refreshing take on on you know, the entire concept of grief on film. Um, it made me think think about the su- subject in a way I'd never thought before. And it had a kind of quiet beauty to it that was at the same time very distressing somehow. I think I'm fairly certain this is going to be called because I'm the only one who's nominated it, and I, th- I believe I might be the only one who's seen it as well. Mm-hmm. But I would say to everyone, if you haven't seen it, please do, be- and don't let Casey Affleck's personal life, whoever true it may be, get in the way, because uh, if nothing else, he's he's a great actor, or at least he is in this. Um, this is this is an ambitious piece of emotional cinema. Um, I would say drama at its finest. Um, yeah, I've heard, uh, again, this was on the list to watch. The, to be honest, the thing that has put me off has been the fact that I'd struggle to watch Stare at Casey Affleck for two and a half hours without probably getting pissed off. Um, so <laughs> I might be able to do it at some point, I don't know. But I do want to watch it, and I've heard so many great things about it, and it sounds like the type of film I'd probably really like, so it's kind of a shame that that's happened. But still, I just... I mean, it, I it, it's, it's, it's difficult separating the, um, you know the man or the woman from the art sometimes. And, um, and I think in film particularly, just because you see the whole person constantly, I yeah, maybe I mean, it's a bit more difficult than in music, I don't know. Well, but. that feels like a... I mean, the thing is, with music's chequered history, there's so many great people in music. I mean, David Bowie was sleeping with, I think it was a 13 or a 14-year-old. Um, you don't hear him getting dragged over the coals. Not that I'm saying that these people shouldn't be, but... Um, it, it, it's hard the way I see it, you've got to separate I mean I won't be seeing any more of Casey Affleck's films put it that way I saw that film not not in the knowledge mm-hmm. of this like I won't I don't think he's going to get a job again but I won't be seeing any more of Kevin Spacey's films but that's not going to change the fact that American Beauty is a great film 
and he's great in it. I feel like you've got to draw a line at that point. Maybe sure, sure. You know, future work, maybe not. But it's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. But yeah. anyway, this is you know we're, we're talking about the film. But yeah, um, yeah, again, I haven't seen it. So has anyone else seen it? Have you seen it, Michael or Dave? Assume I haven't seen it. No. 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 Would, would that bother, so, would it bother you two as much to see it because of Casey Affleck? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to ask the same thing to you as I did to Dave. Are you? Is this a you know the sort of thing that you really want to push to the top, Al? Is it your number one or two where you're just like, yes, it's, I'm the only one that's nominated, but I feel really, really passionate it should be in there? Would... Or is it more of a it's at four or five and I think it's on the periphery anyway? And because I'm the only one that's seen it, it's probably not going to make. <laughs> it's difficult to say, really. I, I would, I would, okay. I would say when I'm looking at my five nominees, there, it's it's not number one or number two. Um, it's. Not number right. five either. It's number three or number four. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, I'm perfectly happy for it to be called purely on the basis that I'm the only person who's seen it. And like you sure. said, you know, it's not my number one. Um, I just want it. You know, it has to have, you know, a six gun salute before it goes down. That's all I'm saying. No, and that, and that's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, just just saying because I've got there's like three on this list that only I've nominated and one I feel particularly strong about and that's the one I'm going to push. Whereas the other two, yeah, okay, sure, we'll, we'll see. But <laughs> I don't think I should have you know two of my films that only I've voted for on this list. I think that'd be ridiculous. Um, how about how about this for an argument for it not being on the list? I'm go on. I'm just looking back through my emails now. When um, in in uh, a couple of years ago, I was a member of the British Film Institute and um, I was on their mailing list. And I'm pretty sure this is a public mailing list. In fact, yeah, it is a public mailing list. You're invited to buy tickets to go and see Manchester by the Sea at the BFI in October of 2016. Oh. <laughs> I thought it... I thought it maybe it's a UK, no, think... UK, UK wide release was January, but you could see it yeah. in oh, the cinemas well, in October. Yeah. Oh, no. And by British, by British, by British I mean London. Nah, well, fuck London. Um, <laughs> not not the re- not the regions. Yeah, no, no. We're going on general release. Oh, yeah, I think, general but release. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, it gets way well, too well. Okay, complex. if he's going to play fast and loose with the definition of time, because <laughs> otherwise it would have had no hope on our list for last okay. year. I mean, none of us would have seen it, unlike this year. Well, one of us. Oh, well, we could it, have seen it? it in October. <laughs> in London. I've got a thing here. I could have bought a ticket we, for it. If we were part of the, uh, you know, the metropolitan Ramona elite, like you, Dave. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right let's vote let's get this over with um al's obviously gonna vote stay i am michael no i'm, I'm happy for this to uh, to go even though i haven't seen it again feels a bit daft but, okay yeah it's, it's not one of the ones i said i would imagine i'd have had in my top five if i'd seen them so on that basis okay yeah i, I like your thinking uh, michael <laughs> I'm liking this imaginary top five. I know it's a lot of bollocks. It's a good concept. Really, but, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It sometimes my imaginary. Yeah, it's been. There's been some films that have disappointed me, but quite often when I've gone there thinking I'm really going to love this, I have. Yeah, same. <laughs> Maybe that's because I've gone in that mindset, but I don't know. Um, Dave. Um, yeah, it can go. <laughs> I was say, you're the one who threw the knife, though. Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, Al did a terrible job. He he rattled on about sex abuse, and I was just I was really cut off by that. I don't know, I don't know why he started talking about that. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. I left a, left, he's left a sour taste. That's all I can say. 
he's, he's done he's done well, he's done Affleck no justice there. <laughs> and he deserved he deserved all the justice, obviously. Um it's been it's been cut, it's not even getting an honourable mention because yeah, Al, terrible job. Oh yeah. No, he actually did a good job and I do want to see it, but who knows if I ever will. Um Michael, let's go to you. This will be interesting because uh, you're probably going to go for something you've not seen. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I am. Uh, it's gonna, I think it's going to be your turn to do some explaining, Clive. Oh, fuck. About, about the uh, the Florida Project. I don't think I even know what that is. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. You've gone straight for the jugglery because that's that's my number two of the year and this is the one oh, I'm going to oh. um, So if this, if this one Get goes, I'll be very out. sad because I haven't got as much fight in me for my other two that I've voted on my own. Um, so please vote this is to stay for now but <laughs> I'm going to say why that's not my only argument um, so the Florida Project I've not actually reviewed this on the pod so I'll, I'll do a bit more of a, a spiel um, it's not that long but I've written some things uh, direct, direct, directed by Sean Baker who also did Tangerine which was one of my favourite films of last year which was about uh, the transsexual sex worker scene in I believe it was LA, although I might be getting that completely wrong. I think it was LA. Um, f- filmed entirely on an iPhone and starring um, ex-transsexual sex workers as the uh, two starring roles who were absolutely fantastic, and I just absolutely love that film. This film is similar in that it, it's not filmed on an iPhone except for uh, one section, which I won't go into, but it's uh, low budget. It's got people you've not heard of with the exception of uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, the other stars are Brooklyn Prince, who's an absolutely fantastic uh, child actress. She's amazing. And Bria Vinate, I don't know how to pronounce it, who I think he found on Instagram um, as someone who wanted to model his main character on an asterisk. She actually wanted the part and she ended up taking it and she was absolutely fantastic. Um, it's basically about a mum and a girl growing up on a project, uh, which, you know, an American council estate near Disneyland, which... I heard of thanks to Danny Lee from, uh, I don't know if anyone knows, film 2017 or film 2016 from, on, it's on the BBC. Um, he's on that and I'm a big fan of his. And he recommended it on something and wrote something about it in, for some paper, I can't remember which one it was. And he was a massive fan of it and I hadn't actually heard it was coming out so I don't know how much press it's got. Um, and considering I'm a big Sean Baker fan, I thought I would have done. But I was just wow. Like I expected to like it a lot coming in. But I came out completely blown away. Like I just, it's a really gorgeous piece of cinema. Um, I don't really know where to start. But I've already mentioned the amazing performances from everyone. Notable are some of the best child performances you're ever going to see. I think not just the main, uh, not just Brooklyn, but um, there's other uh, child actors in the film are fantastic. Completely natural. It doesn't seem like they're acting whatsoever, which I think is difficult with child actors to find good ones like that. There's the beautiful way the whole thing is shot, proving that Tangerine was no fluke at all. Like, you know, if he could do it with an iPhone, he can do it with some decent cameras as well. It's all just unbelievably colourful. Like, the project itself looks garish. Um, it's pink, bright pink. And I assume because they're all near Disney, Disney World, they're just all painted ridiculously. Um, the, the nearest one's like bright purple, and there's a bright blue one, and it's all pretty garish, but so just really colourful, vibrant, and full of life. And it basically follows one thing I really like that the director does um, is he does any time that the children are being filmed, it's at their height, um, and it makes such a big difference. 
Um, it just really immerses you and you feel like you feel like a kid again and you're kind of involved in their antics and there is a lot of scenes where it is just the kids whereas I don't think there's that many films that do that quite often it's you know there might be some kids but there's an adult interaction somewhere in there and there is still that but there's a lot of scenes of just the kids playing around and mucking about and doing stuff where you'd just be like wow (laughs) this is definitely not stuff I was allowed to do as a kid but um, it tackles its subject in a completely like non-judgmental and empathetic way and it's just a complete joy. Like, it's eye-opening, it's sad in many ways, it, but it's just completely magical. Like, Sean Baker has this way of making you kind of like a fly on the wall in a world you'd never normally see. Um, you know, Tangerine's transsexual LA sex scene being one of them. Um, but in a way that's, I think, more powerful than a documentary because it's not interviews, it's not... It, obviously, people acting, but it's so realistic that it feels like you're literally just a fly on the wall and they don't know about it. Um and he li- he likes to film the underclass, the people who everyone kind of just writes off on first impressions. But I've just it's so easy for us to sit here in our sort of middle class lives and claim someone made an idiotic decision. And there are plenty of idiotic decisions in this in this film, I suppose. But when we haven't had to go through you know one hundredth of the crap that they have, and yet their heart is still in the right place. Whereas I feel like um, many of the hearts of my contemporaries or whatever um, are definitely not. Uh, <laughs> it's just such a it just puts you in that world and it makes you feel empathy for those characters not in a way that forces you to whatsoever like I know there's I think there's people that will come out of the film saying oh well she's just a complete dick and she should never have had a kid and all that kind of stuff because he doesn't force you he doesn't play some music at any point to make you feel um, I don't remember any music in that I I swear there is music in it but I think it's more to you know elevate the, the the chaos of it and the happiness scenes but it's never to draw tears from your eyes or to make you feel empathy to one to one of the characters that just comes naturally i think depending on how you feel going into the cinema but he just lets you in on the characters in the world and it's never necessarily on anyone's side at all but the truth just kind of comes out on its own and i think it's he's just a really really magical filmmaker and this is his best yet and it is man number 2 of the year but it's only because man number 1 is just brilliant and this is on another day this would be my number one it's brilliant it's you know one of my favorite films of all time it's i absolutely love it it's in a similar vein to sort of boyhood in its realism and i've you know i'm a big fan of films about childhood and this is one of those and i just think it's magical and everyone should go out and see it and i think it's not had enough press particularly in i think it's probably done better in america um, than it has here but yeah everyone should go out and see it and it's it is a film that benefits from the cinema, I think. But you know, you'll still get a lot of, out of it, not at the cinema, which you know I think most people have missed that chance now. But I absolutely want this on the list. It would make me very sad if it wasn't. That's that's my defence, <laughs> and I know no one else has seen it. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's hard for us to make too much comment. Um, I I wanted to see this. I like the look of it. Um, and I did, actually did have a chance, but it's literally a single showing, and I couldn't make it. Um. Have you seen um, American Honey, Clive? Um, I have, yes, and I absolutely love that. I, I saw that after doing last year's list, but it would have made yeah. my top five if I'd done it after, if you know what I mean, See, after seeing it. <laughs> from the trailer I've seen of The Florida Project, it looked similar in a visual capacity. Is that is that fair, um, the aesthetic? It's, yeah, that's probably fair, because um, yeah, American Honey has a similar sort of realistic vibe to it, where you do feel a bit like a fly on the wall, and it's kind of... Not low budget filmmaking, but in a way that where low budget is better. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like see, I feel if this if this thing was over stylized, it wouldn't work. Um, see, I, I I really liked I, I I thought 
American Honey was a really good film, but I couldn't stand pretty much any of the characters in it. But that didn't, you know, make it a worse film. Right, sure. Um, and no, I, I can see what you mean there. Like, I didn't uh, relate to the characters that much in American Honey. I just loved the... I think it really brought across the sense of adventure and all that kind of stuff. And mm. it was just... I love a film where I get completely sucked in because it feels like real life. <laughs> it feels yeah. like I'm there. And, th- and this is one of those. <clears throat> uh, well, we know Michael hasn't but, I mean, seen it. Um, yeah. Dave, I'm guessing you haven't either, but maybe... No, I, I'd not heard of it before... Um... Before Clive just described it, I think you're going to be sad, Clive, because I don't. Oh, I, don't well, I mean, I, I don't. Can I at see... least cut? I, I'd cut my other two films before this. That's the annoying thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how it can survive in a list when only one person's seen it. That's all. I'm my say. passion for. I feel like my passion for it is. Very oh, it's real! Nice. It's real! You know, it's... It's... Oh, yeah. And I'm going to cut one of mine after this. It feels like so that'll be two of them gone. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it feels like um, you know when you have to leave a, a pet at a kennel and it's giving you the the sad eyes. And, I am, know, there's a, there's a tear coming it, out of my eye. It's a little I'm bit like joking. that. It's a little bit more like um, <laughs> Clive. Clive had a dog that we haven't all met, but we've just shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more like that. Is it not more like that? Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, but I yeah, mean, but Clive's I mean, like. It's it's absolutely right for honourable mentions, isn't it? Because one person feels so strongly that yeah. this is a consensus list, and I I I know Clive has just done a really beautiful job of getting me to want to see it, but I don't know enough about it to to start saying that it should go on a top five films of all year when there are other films on this list that I'm going to end up yeah also being a part of the consensus decision on that I've not seen, but I at least have an idea what other people you know yeah what what they are um, like i think it should be noted by the way that the order that these films get cut is not necessarily it's not us saying that uh logan's the worst film of this list manchester by yeah. the scenes mm-hmm. the second worst etc it's just bad luck yeah so i think what clive's saying is it's fine that it's going out he understands that correct me if i'm oh. wrong clive. <laughs> but, <laughs> but i feel like i want to throw out i want to throw out my other two instead of it well michael didn't nominate <laughs> give it them, a battle once so... we're down because because based on this theory, we've got we've got there's four films here that have more than one nomination. So are we just saying those are in? Not necessarily. In not necessarily. That's kind of the road we seem to be going down. I mean, chances are, but you know, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, but it seems for like in- the only reason this is going out is because people haven't seen it. But anyway, well, which just seems for a bit instance, ridiculous. But I mean, but, but I'd not I'd not seen it because I didn't want to go see it. I'd literally never heard of it. And, and like, you know, the, the other guys hadn't either. Yeah, but having, uh, not so, having so, heard so, of it doesn't mean it's a bad film. <laughs> oh, that's true, but we can't make the argument. Uh, no, now, but, but, but you're asking us to make a consensus list. So if we've not even heard, if three out of the four people haven't even heard of the film, it can't be a consensus list, can it? Just to go, I had heard of it, but... Um, I oh, I know you are backpedalling now. No, but I, like I said earlier, I think if someone if someone had come out and said Logan was you know their film of the year, I think it should be on the list, even if they were the only person who'd seen it. Ah, oh, you did Because I think you, you made it number that's... two, though, Clive. You made it number two. I think it was number one. Only because it's behind the one that everyone else has voted for, anyway. But <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Well, we'll put it. We'll put it in honorable mentions. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Some... I just feel like I feel like we're saying that the four, the ones that ba- your argument is basically the ones that have got two votes are staying in. 
And that just seems a bit of a silly way to go about this. Because we're saying it goes now already when there's still nine films left. We're not saying, you know, well, stay doesn't mean it's staying forever, but okay. I mean, okay, right. Well, it's my turn. I'm going to cut one of mine, um, which I was going to do anyway. Uh, I'm going to cut the Red Turtle, which... Oh, see... Oh, no, I now figured... I would have had that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> but you've not fucking seen it. <laughs> no, no, I really want of... to. But, you know, after... Oh, I like the idea I, I felt I felt bad after the last one, so I would have let you have this one. <laughs> well, that's why I was annoyed that he went... That... Oh, well, you've got to blame... It should have... You've, you've got to blame Blame Al. Michael. Blame... No, blame Michael. That's Michael I think it should, have, it should have stayed for now because we've got seven other films on this list and there's two that I feel way less passionately about. Um, but whatever. Anyway, we haven't had the vote, but I'm going to vote in. Michael, I've not heard much from you, so I've got, you know, my hopes on you saying stay and then my days will be saved. What, on the, uh, the Florida project? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, let's keep it in for now. Yes, <laughs> I like that. That's legend. a good call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, <laughs> it feels like we're prolonging the inevitable, but even still, <laughs> but Clive's I don't have, happy. Have a face off against something, Clive. Anyway, right. Clive, are both of your uh, my life as a Cosette and the Red Turtle both animated? Um, yes, they are, but they're both. I put them both below this, and I, you know, mm. yes. Yeah, I don't think either of those two is going to make it purely. Because I'm the only one that's seen it, and I feel less passionately than I do about the Florida project, which is why I'm annoyed to cut that first. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but, yeah. But, but I was just going to say, I mean, I'm, I, I um, yeah, of the of the three that are only nominated by you, I don't, I don't usually like animated films anyway. So mm-hmm. you know, on that on that basis, it could it could easily stay in there ahead of them for the time being. <laughs> I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that means it stays for now, right? Fine. Yes. You haven't cool. one cut next, though. <laughs> well, I'm, cut- I'm cutting one anyway of mine. I'm going to be the only person who's cut mine, just point it out there. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm cutting the Red Turtle. So, uh, after all that hoo-ha. Right, Red Turtle. Absolutely love the Red Turtle, but it's my number four. Uh, my number five is Get Out, which obviously has lots of other support, which is why I'm not cutting that, um, although I would cut it ahead of this. Um, where's... <laughs> Where's my notes? Yeah, there we go. The Red Turtle. That is because of the director's name, I couldn't remember it, because it's Michael Do Dr. Witt. Uh, so don't blame <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> it's a, a co-production between Mild Butch and Studio Ghibli. Um, it's a film with no dialogue, which um, is pretty notable in itself. Um, not because it's silent, but because no one ever says anything. It's essentially about a guy who gets washed up on an island and... You know, an island with sort of plentiful resources, survives on there a bit, tries to get off, but keeps getting pushed back. Uh, by a storm um, which then it kind of goes into slightly more not paranormal really but slightly more sort of weird happenings and such and it's just a really contemplative film it's definitely a film I can see people either loving or hating Um, I know the reason I heard of it was uh, Kimode really liked it I think he put it in his top 10 for the year he also put Florida Project in top 10 his top 10 for the year just point it out there Um, (laughs) I absolutely loved it it's a beautiful film that's um really right for discussion of its themes and meaning which is something I always like you come out going I'm not really sure about what certain things were about and then you read up about it and it, you get lots of interesting interpretations of it which is something I really like um, I love how quiet and contemplative it is um, and its use of this sort of really washed out quite muted colour palette is really really excellent 
It's probably the only film I've ever seen with no dialogue, and it's all the better for it. It doesn't need any whatsoever. It's like a kind of meditation exercise in a way. It really makes you think and contemplate throughout. It's a really unique experience, and I'm so glad I went to the cinema where I was kind of forced to not look at my phone, etc., um, and just really take it in. And Because it's quite slow, and like I say, I think I could imagine people disliking this one. But I think a lot of people will love it as well, and I think people should go and see it because it is like I say, a really unique cinema experience. That being said, no one else has seen it, and I don't have, like I say, it's number four on my list, and I'm not uh, pig-headed enough, pig-headed though I am, uh, to think that this is going to get on the list, as, as well as the other two films <laughs> that no one else has seen that are rate higher than it. So I'm going to throw red, the red turtle in the sea and cut it. Uh, but it is fantastic, because, yeah, like I say, Number four of whatever thirty-seven. Did I say? So that's very one, good. That's the one I wanted to see the most out of the films on the list. I haven't seen. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so you're going to vote it in? You're going to say? No, no, I'm not going to vote it in. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> um, God, no, we'll be here all night. Um, <clears throat> uh, no, but I am excited to watch that though. And uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it is great. I think you'll like it. Definitely wait till you're in the right because it's not. It's definitely not a you know something that necessarily keeps you gripped as such it's a different kind mm. of film but um it's really really good but yeah uh, we're back around to al is it yeah yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna try and mix something up a bit here uh, i'm okay. gonna nominate a film not only that i've nominated but other Ooh, people have nominated like just to see it get defended really um okay it's a tremendous film um really really interesting take on the genre um and I want to he- I, I want to hear what Michael has to say to defend Dunkirk. Okay. Which genre are you referring to? Just war <clears> films. <throat> just war films. I, I mean, uh, to, clar- to you know, add to that comment, I would say it was interesting in the sense that um, the way it was based purely on you know one I don't know a, a, a series of few days, a series of few scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the way it played with time. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that was. Um... I think obviously there were some eyebrows raised when um, when Christopher Nolan announced that this was going to be um, what his next film was on. Um, he's uh, although his films have been very mainstream uh, releases, uh, big events basically as films. They've they've usually been quite unconventional in the forms that they've taken, which I think was what made um, it so interesting to see how he would approach this. Uh, one of the things you have with um, one of the challenges I think you have when you make a film of an historical event is how do you put in that tension, that suspense, when obviously people know how something's going to play out. And um, I think Nolan really did that masterfully with this film. As you've already mentioned, he um, obviously he chopped it basically into um, three different um, timelines that were taking place over different periods of time, which was a very interesting structure to the film. I'm sure it's been done somewhere else before, but I've never come across it myself. Um, I think it it fits into the way that, um, as I mentioned, uh, Nolan's films have, have really always, um, or not all, not, perhaps not always, but often been about time. Um, often the main subject of them um, has been, in my opinion, storytelling itself, how, the different ways you can structure a, t- a story, the different ways to tell a story. Um, Memento was a superb example of that. The Prestige is my favourite Nolan film and is also another example of that. Um, Inception sort of touches upon it. Interstellar certainly does. Um, And this film is um, just masterfully made by Nolan, I think. I mean, I wouldn't even even, um, 
you know, I wouldn't single out any particular performance or anything like that as one of the best reasons I love the film. I just thought it was um, how excellent it was as a piece of, uh, of filmmaking. The um, it, it's it's put together like uh, like clockwork appropriately enough, which which uh, literal clockwork features prominently in the film um, for obvious reasons, I think. And some of the set pieces are uh, superbly shot. Um, the whole thing is um, quite amazing to look at. And you know, I've seen. I, I'm not. I wouldn't go this far, but I've seen people argue that it was uh, that it's Nolan's best film. And I can see why people would uh, would think that. It's uh, totally different in some, terms of subject matter to anything else that he's done. But uh, I think it's it's put together so in- interestingly and so well that that's that's why I think it'll it'll stand out in his catalogue when all is said and done. So it it was it, my admiration for it is rooted in it as a piece of filmmaking. I think it's really a director at the very top of his game. Okay, Dave. Any thoughts on this? So when I said earlier that there were three films that I could have tied for films that I wasn't massively moved by, well, no, that were all kind of films that I really, really enjoyed. I'm glad I watched them, and I think they were strong films. But they're all kind of similarly tied for quite low on my list of five. I think Dunkirk was one. I, I, I absolutely. I enjoyed looking at it. It was one of the most beautiful films I've I've seen in a long time. I saw it in IMAX. The big skies, the fact that you could watch the film without listening to anyone and still know what was going on are all are all wonderful. Um for me the the kind of moving between the timelines I found uh aggravating. I um once I once I realized what was going on that they were telling stories at different times which took me longer than I think it should have done but once I'd realized what was going on I realized that I knew what was going to happen at the end of the film I I knew what I knew what was coming up with storylines and they it didn't offer me anything interesting about it it didn't you know it, it's not like seeing a film for a second time and you kind of go ah now I realize how that was always inevitable all along it just kind of we saw that boat. I know that he's going to be on that boat, and then, um, and then, and, and then, you know, an hour later, that we actually get to that boat. Uh, those types of things. The, the bit at the end with Tom, well, where there's a there's a plane floating across the beach, and the engine isn't working, and it it goes on for ages, and it's just so clearly defying the laws of all physics that it breaks the fourth wall, and I hated it. There, 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 there are bits about it that I. I absolutely loved, but there are bits about it that really gripe, and I it, it yeah. So it it definitely is one of the better films that I've seen this year. It's definitely a film that I'd recommend people go see. I wouldn't necessarily say that, unlike say something that Logan did, was I, I would say to people who were not fans of superhero movies. You can go watch this. This is this is more this is as much a western as it is anything else. The Dunkirk is it's it's a it's a good entry and a, a good recent entry in the war film genre. I don't know that it does anything particularly groundbreaking enough. I, I, yeah, it was it was good, but it's not. I wouldn't say it was great. Okay, Clive, any uh, have you seen Dunkirk for a start? Um, yes, I have. Yeah, it missed out on my top five. It's probably my top ten. I really liked it, but I do have some reservations with it. Um, similar to Dave, uh, I don't think I was as annoyed about the things that Dave <laughs> didn't like, but again, I didn't love those bits. 
And I don't, it's one of those that when I was watching it, I really enjoyed it. And then when I got out, I was like, I don't know if this is similar to you, Dave. But it seems like while you're watching it, something's annoyed you. But um, mm-hmm. when it was more when I got out, I was like, mm. yeah, it was a really enjoyable experience. But there's nothing that stuck with me as such, um, unlike some other films on this list. Um, so I do really like it, um, but it didn't make my top five for that reason. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really, really immersive experience. That's the main thing yeah. I, I really liked about it. I think out of the cinema, this has very little going for it, I imagine. But <laughs> I could be wrong there. We'll see if I see it out of the cinema. But th- that was the bit that I thought they did really, really well. The tying in storylines, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I felt it was kind of like, I'm Christopher Nolan, I need to do something a bit radical. Um, and I did think it worked and it made it more interesting than a lot of war films I've seen. Um, and I feel like I'm dissing it if, even though it's in my top 10 I really really like it yeah. but yeah I wouldn't necessarily vote for it in this list basically <laughs> yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I feel I don't I don't disagree really with anything that Michael said I feel like I was kind of just adding those things that I disliked about it to it yeah same so it feels like you're being really negative doesn't it but actually <laughs> what some things I've read since someone has put together a like five minute version of this film as a silent movie. I don't know if anyone has everyone seen that. No, no. Uh, and basically, Nolan has said that um, you know his his inspirations behind the film. One, one of the inspirations behind the writing of the film is that you could take all the dialogue out and it still tells the same story. From from you know from the shots that he's made and the looks and everything like, and you can see that. And you almost, I've seen this little short afterwards and I think wouldn't it have been an even more incredible film if he'd done that? Or, you know, if it's something, it, it just, it, there were lots of things that looked like they were going to be really close to groundbreaking and then it, it was, I don't know, it's just, it, was another, it was another war film. Okay, um, so it doesn't actually sound like, despite being nominated by three people, it doesn't sound like this is going to make the top five. Well, I think it's going to get. To, I think it's going to be two two, isn't it? So it's going to stay on for now. But yeah, it sounds like it might be if it might be a lower end top five or not on it, <laughs> or an honourable mention. Let's you know. Let's, let's let's do a vote. Let's let's put our dicks up on the table. Um, <laughs> Michael, does it is it cut? Is it a yay or is it a nay from you? Well, I think it should be cut because it sounded to me like um, I'm I'm quite surprised it has three nominations actually because it didn't sound like people really liked it as much as as much as me. So I think on on that basis, it sounds like it should be cut. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, uh, to just add in a tiny bit of thoughts on that, I, I was more in um, think line with Michael's thoughts. I thought it was an excellent piece of filmmaking, and it was a I would say it was a what's the word for it? Um, I don't know. A moose bouche. Yeah, and a moosh bouche of story. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, it, it, it was a concise form of storytelling, which I appreciated. Um, but maybe on an emotional level, there wasn't that much of a connection. Um, maybe it was, you know, a spectacle rather than it was a, you know, an immersive narrative. Um, so I'm going to say cut. I'm going to stick with what I said before, despite the fact I nominated it. <laughs> Okay, cool. All I, right. I think I think I'd be I'd, I'd be totally comfortable seeing this at number five on the list. I think I really would. It was it was a very good film, but um, 
which is why it's slightly odd because we've still got so many left that to say what, that we've either got to cut this or not. I mean, obviously, when when it when the list gets whittled down, it things become a bit clearer, and there's no reason it. Shall we put it in? If it can come back from now, if it can come then... back from the dead, let's say cut it because I would like to see what. Yeah, what there's else, no. What I don't think anything do should it. be like completely final because I think yeah. as things get whittled down, sometimes you look and go, "Oh, hang on." <laughs> yeah, I think this. Is, so um, um, can I, I mention definitely an honourable mention at the least? Because we mentioned Casey Athlec earlier, um, and I think this film has a similar thing where you feel really, really uncomfortable watching a person on the screen because you know what they've done outside of the world of film, and I feel the same way about Harry Styles. (laughs) 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 To be honest, I don't even really know what... I didn't recognise him. I knew he was in the film. I didn't know who he was (laughs) uh, until someone pointed him out afterwards, so that didn't bother me. But (laughs) it it probably would have done if I had more of it. It was just a cheap gag, sorry. (laughs) I think this is a good, uh, a good example though of what Clive was saying earlier because obviously none of us, uh, including me, have the same passion about this that Clive obviously had about the Florida Project. So it's a good example no, of why, even even though it has more nominations, you know, it doesn't need to uh, stay on the list necessarily. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think a joint list shouldn't just be the mo- if most people have seen it because quite often if people are quite lukewarm on it, then well, no, and, and, Lo- really and Logan has been then... seen by three of the four, and that's already cut. So I don't think that's that's the yeah, that's the true. rationale we've got for it necessarily. You know, not true, purely yeah, and, and of itself. Cool. Right. Well, round two. Anyway, it's not. You know, it can come back. <laughs> as we said, although we need to crack on. Uh, Dave, I believe you were the next uh, person in the line, weren't you? Yeah. Well, um, I've watched the original Blade Runner God knows how many times and never <laughs> ever liked it. So I would I would like for someone to explain to me the appeal of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I'm just going to put it out there that I think Michael might be the person to do this, unless Al, Michael or Al. I mean, I it's my number one, but <laughs> I, I'm happy for Michael to defend it if he's happy to. Well, I'll certainly have a go. Although I think obviously we should all we should all chip in, but. Um... Yeah, I mean this. This I should say right at the uh, the outset is that uh, is definitely my runaway, the best film I've seen this year um, for me. It's uh, every single element of the film I loved. Um, so the themes, the way it's shot, the visual style of it, um, absolutely incredible to see, especially at the cinema. Uh, the score, which is a perfect a perfect fit with the film, I think. Um, yeah. And I, I loved the way that it. Um, I mean, I'm a massive fan of the first film, which is, it may well have an impact on how people feel. But I think it's a very different sort of film. This has a much more of a blockbuster feel, I think, but um, one that feels authentic and natural. And the way that it's it uh, managed to build successfully on the first film, which is obviously decades old, uh, and grow the storyline was one of the things I think that it, one of its strongest features. Uh, I think that must be so difficult to do um, for writers approaching uh, such a cherished film and storyline um, from an original standpoint and ha- have to build on that. Um, but I think this was uh, absolutely top-notch in that regard. Um, and I just I just think that, um, obviously, we, we, discuss, we discussed... I mean, it's, the film's clearly been um, lauded from all angles. We discussed some of the um, the criticism of it when we first talked about it on the podcast... Um, appropriately enough um, for the, the some of the things we've been discussing tonight um, there was some criticism from um, I guess you would say, I mean I don't really feel like the term means a lot to many people nowadays but from um, you know from feminist viewpoints uh, but there's been an interest there's been some interesting uh, developments in the opposite direction since then 
uh, of it being defended um, for in, in the same sort of areas. Um, Dennis Villeneuve himself came out and said, um, you know, obviously he he um, he's he has a lot. Of, he supports women um, and is a supporter of equality. But the film isn't about tomorrow; it's about today. That was his quote. And unfortunately, the world isn't a great place for women. And I think that I mean, it feels like I've been waiting years for a director who's made a film about these sort of topics to come out and say that because people never seem to understand it. You know, a film mm. that depicts women in a certain way is it doesn't is, mean that that's what he believes yeah, is the right not, way. <laughs> not, yeah, it's not defending the status yeah. quo; it's a criticism of it. Um, and also, there's been some. I mean, I think the most interesting one I've seen was from uh, Helen Lewis, who has um, defined the film as being. It's a feminist story about male attempts to control the means of production without wanting to spoil anything, um, and define Jared Leto's character as um, as someone who is furious at the fact that women can do something that he can't, namely reproduce. Um, and I think it all ties into uh, an article I saw a few a couple of years ago now from Laurie Penny, um, which I think is one of the best she's ever written, which sort of tied the uh, the future. Um, basically the rights of artificial intelligence as artificial intelligence becomes more complicated with the struggle for women's rights over uh, over the centuries um, so I think this this sort of heads off in a whole fascinating area of, um, of, the, of those sort of topics in terms of the themes it covers uh, but just at, it, it's packaged within a film that is um, it's, it's huge in terms of scope in terms of the landscapes featured in it um, the sound of it, just the audio of the film, but I just thought it was—I th- I thought it was all absolutely perfect, really—and I couldn't have asked for more from a Blade Runner sequel. I—I I can't do any better than that. But the only thing I would add is it achieves what Dunkirk achieves in being a absolutely incredible technical piece of filmmaking in terms of uh, the visual style, the sound scope. Um, totally. But, yeah. but it also manages to add a. You know, an intellectual standpoint, like Michael's alluded to, asking a huge amount of questions. Um, it manages to stay true to the original while being an entirely different film. And it has a heart, which perhaps by the sound of the Chris and Dunkirk didn't. Um, this is, to add to the concept, this will be my nomination's number one as well. I thought it was an um, incredible piece of blockbuster filmmaking that was disappointing mm. to see it didn't do that well. Um <laughs> Round to me. Uh, this is also my number one, so uh, I think it would be pretty ridiculous if it gets cut, but <laughs> I'll go on. Um, it's it's very tight between this and The Florida Project, but I put this at number one. I, just, I really like the stylized nature of it. I think the central story is intriguing, but um, the thing I loved about it most is it just completely sucks you in. And like I said, Dunkirk did that too, I think, but I didn't come out. When I came out of Dunkirk, I felt a little bit like I'd been cheated a bit. Um, this one I didn't whatsoever. I came out and just felt like I'd seen something truly special and that's something that doesn't happen very often. I just thought I'd seen something completely unique and unlike anything else I'd ever seen before and it didn't feel at all like it's really long running time. I was completely, not once was I bored um, and it's not because it was just balls to the wall action the entire time. It was mentally stimulating all throughout and I just found, yeah, it just really, really fantastic piece of filmmaking. I absolutely loved the soundtrack of... Um, like Michael's alluded to, just the a lot of it was just sort of noises um, more than songs. In yeah. <laughs> but I, I really loved the way it did that. I think it really built this world and really, like I said, sucked you in. And I think that's the film's main strength. It's full of great performances too, but it's not carried by those in any way. Um, everything about the film, I think, is just solid and really, really bloody good. Um, so, yeah, it's my number one. So I'll be voting for it to stay in. 
and one other thing, uh, we mentioned this when we first talked about the film, um, but I really like um, how um, uh, gripping and pulsating the action scenes are, but uh, despite being quite stripped down for a blockbuster film, we don't have, it doesn't go completely over the top like so many films do now. They're quite spare um, sequences, and I really like that because mm-hmm. um, I felt like it sold them better. Yeah, it did. It was, yeah, just had a lot of stuff like that, and it wasn't completely just action <laughs> from end to end. Yeah. And I think it was it wasn't much better that, for that. Yeah, it wasn't that over-the-top end-of-the-world story that we've criticised so often. It felt more like a start of something within the world presented in the in the film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a like a magical piece of cinema, and it's... Like, kind of the opposite to Florida Project in that Florida Project lets you see something that you wouldn't normally see but that does exist um, and really sucks you in. This sucks you into something that doesn't exist uh, and makes it feel real. But (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a fantastic film. Right, okay. I I think that's... I'm sorry, Dave, I think you've been beaten back there. Yeah, I think it smells. (laughs) Get rid of it. Right, um, I think... Sorry, I'm taking your job, Clive, but I think it's Michael's turn. I think we need a cut here. We need, an, we need a cut. Okay, well, it, it, there's an easy cut there, which I won't cry about. I'll just put it out there. But okay. <laughs> Although, I was going to do it next anyway, so whether that affects your decision. Um, Michael. No, I think I want, to hear, I want to hear about Star Wars next, please, Dave. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Go on, Dave. Okay. Um, so, Star Wars The Last Jedi, I think... I've now I've now seen this film twice and the first time I watched it I came out rather unsure um of what I'd just watched I I worried too much I worried a lot about um whether it was canonical to the rest of the films that had been made and I I I worried about whether the characters would actually have done that that doesn't seem to that didn't seem to make any sense um and I watched it the second time and I found it to be absolutely rollicking I thought it's one of the more, the more spectacular action films um, I, 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 I've seen in ages. Um, it, it from it from start to finish, it has a spectacularly well pitched balance of um, of humour, of action, uh, and of heartfelt storytelling. The the director is handed an awful lot of characters from from the from the previous um, from the previous film and has added a couple more of his own but makes the whole thing work really well the uh the, the the story that we that we get revolving around um Luke Skywalker the first time I saw it I was left a little bit unsure about it the second time I went back and watched it I I I think it's it's perfect I think it's exactly what we needed to see from the character I think they dealt with it really well um there are a couple of flaws with it obviously there are I mean no film is perfect this isn't perfect but um i think the few the few flaws that there are the few moments in it that maybe aren't so great are more than outweighed by the real justice that the director has done to making a uncompromised uh, action film of that you know fits it in the star wars um universe rather than a trying to make a star wars film that fits a george lucas mold and i and i think that it really really pays off and is a, a spectacular um non-stop um non-stop non-stop joyride i i absolutely loved it from start to finish you put a big smile on my face uh, i loved its thrills and spills yeah i really i really really enjoyed this movie 
I I pretty much concur with Dave. Uh, we've already done a big review on this, but one thing I will add, something I've thought about since, uh, not an independent thought. Unfortunately, I did see a thread about it on Twitter, which I thought is I think is worth bringing up. People were questioning, uh, as you mentioned there, certain decisions that Luke's character makes in the film. Now, we haven't mentioned that we're going to go into spoilers here, uh, so I'll be very careful with this. But his actions make complete sense in this film in a way that a lot of stupider Star Wars fans, and I'm just going to go balls deep on that one, um, just haven't <laughs> really thought about. Um, they obviously aren't thinking about you know, decisions you know, or um, circumstances impacting decisions, and I thought the character's development is in perfect tune with the rest of the series. Um, while being different enough. I'm not sure it makes my top five. Um, I mean, it didn't make my nominations, but I had a lot of fun with it. I saw it twice, and I got a different I got different things out of it second time round. Um, I think we kind of all said that, didn't we, when we had our 40-minute yeah. discussion on it? I, I, th- yeah. I, think, I, I think I'm comfortable to see it cut, as long as, you know, people understand that it's a really good film. Um, I, yeah, I've seen it as well. Pretty much agree. Like, I first time I was unsure, like Dave. Second time I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not made even my top ten. It's probably close to getting into my top ten. But um, I, I really, really like it. I think it's a really good film. I just think I think in another year this probably would have made my top five. But I think it, this year there's been so many things that have you know much more original and equally or more enjoyable that I would put ahead of it. So for me, it would get cut. But I do think it is one of the strongest Star Wars films, and on second viewing, I really liked all the risks that uh, Ryan Johnson took with it. I think he was handed something which was going in a direction that wasn't particularly original, and he took a <laughs> took it off the track, and I like that. <laughs> but having said that, I still wouldn't vote for it to stay in the top five. Okay. But I'd be happy with it getting an honourable mention. I don't know what people would think about that. Yeah. let's. To be honest with you, do we have to have a cut and an honourable mention? I think they're all honourably men- honourable mentions, really, aren't I suppose, they? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. But I think there's just some that we hold above the others. But let's no, put it I'm, down I'm there. Very, I'm very, very keen that everything goes in honourable mentions apart from the Florida Project. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a shit. <laughs> you see, now, see, yeah, OK. I mean, I guess we'll have to, yeah... I don't know because because there's an, there's my other nomination here that I'm not sure I would necessarily rate. I mean, we're down to seven, this. so there's only two more that are going to go down. So. Yeah, and I and I like, as I say, I I wouldn't do as good a job. I wouldn't have I wouldn't defend my other nomination more than this. You see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Guys? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. See you rate saying. this is feel, this yeah. is kind of your your horse they're, they're left both, in the race that you really well, like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've got. I've, I'm pretty sure I'm onto a, a winner with another one of my nominations. But um, the uh, yeah, like Star Wars, Death of Stalin, and Logan are all such different movies. But each of them I could put at three to five. And I could probably just about move that order around. I'm not sure there's such a definitive cut between Star Wars and the Death of Stalin that it seems. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Shall we put <laughs> it in honourable mentions for Who now? Cares? See how things look. Yeah, let's do it. Um, unless Michael, what do you? Where do you feel the arguments are? Well, it, yeah, obviously I haven't seen it. Uh, Peter Mary Carl, I'm not really a big fan of Star Wars, but it sounds very much like an honourable honourable mention to me from what people have said. So, yeah. Okay, let's put it there for now. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty, so we might end up thinking, oh, hang on. Okay. Um, 
uh, which means it's back to me, and I'm going to cut um, my other one in this list, which is My Life as a Courgette, which I loved. Uh, this was my number three of the year. And I will just whip up the stuff, because again, he's got the director's got a name, which this time is actually Swiss. So I should have remembered it, but I haven't. Um, directed by Swiss director Claude Barras. Um, it's a stop-motion picture about Ikare, I think that's how you pronounced it, who gets called Courgette, hence the name of the film. I believe it's called My Life as a Zucchini in uh, American. Um, and it's about his experience in an orphanage following the death of his alcoholic mother. It's a film that's got a very kind of unrealistic look, obviously, but is just really, just a really realistic portrait of this kind of thing. It's uh, like beneath the beautifully animated and colourful kind of claymation exterior lies a real and raw film about love, um, I guess the lack of family and friendship. It's... I was just really moved by it. It's really beautiful. It has a way of tackling the subject in a realistic and generally kind of unsentimental way, which is something I really appreciate. And, um, you know, Christ, <laughs> I came out of the film wanting to adopt a child, for Christ's sake. Uh, so it had, <laughs> it had a pretty big effect on me. Um, and the one thing I really loved about it is it, it is 65 minutes long and there is not enough films that have the balls to be 65 minutes long. I think there's films out there that decide, oh, we've got to be at least 90 minutes long because we're a film and people will feel some sort of stripped out of cash if we've not made it 90 minutes. Um, and this film knew it needed to be 65 minutes long and that's all it had in it. And uh, any more would have been baggage. Um, and it's just lean and brilliant throughout and completely unique in its kind of claymation style. They've all got really big eyes and everyone looks kind of sad. And it's got this, you know, sad undertone throughout it. But then also there is kind of this message of hope in there. And I just think it's a really unique piece of cinema. I didn't expect... This is one where I went in thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be an eight or, you know, a seven or eight-ish at the most. But I came out giving it a, a nine at the very least. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic film. But I appreciate it. I'm the only one that's seen it. And I have less passion for this than I do for The Florida Project, as <laughs> may be obvious. Um, so I think I think it should be cut. And yeah, this 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 one can go. I don't know. I do love it. It has, like I say, I did come out of it wanting to adopt a child, and it did have a big effect on me. I really, I really, really loved it. But yeah, I think this one can go in the old, in the cut bracket. Um, Al, did you say you were intrigued about? I know you haven't seen it. I thought yeah, you said I was you were very intrigued about it, this. Um... Another one that's made. Um, I believe all three of mine made. Uh, Commode's top ten. Interestingly, <laughs> I only noticed this after I've made my top five. Oh, but... that isn't reason enough to not have them in our top five. I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm a big fan of kind of creative animation, and um, I would have really liked to have seen this, but um, it's the kind of film that I don't think Pixar would have made. It's got too. It's a bit too dark, which I appreciate about it. I think it does something a bit. And you know, I really like Pixar. I think they've really pushed the the envelope in terms of uh, animation. But I think this goes down a slightly different path and has something different to offer and it's really really new new, unique it it first pulled me in just by looking at the poster i was like what the fuck my life is a courgette it's not the weirdest thing and then i heard a a really good review of it and went in and saw it and it was fantastic so yeah but um let's put that in the old cut bracket which means we're down to five which means at this point we need to decide have we got the right five or are we down to five? Oh yeah we are yeah we are yeah um well, we should at least talk briefly uh, about the the two remain the three remaining that we haven't talked about yet. I mean, yeah, Dave. I mean, I think it's between. Uh, so the death of Stalin's. Oh, we, oh, we're already down to five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. look what's crept back <laughs> in. 
<laughs> what, 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 what's retained? What look what, what has revived itself? What's revived itself? Hang on. The fucking Florida project, mate. We killed that oh, right. ages ago. <laughs> and now it zom- now it yeah, zombied it now it zombied itself. To, zombied itself back to into my top five. And the death of Stalin's not even been defended and only one person's seen that. Andy didn't seem to feel that strongly about it. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, project, let's hear that. It's now. gonna open a top four then. Ah oh, <laughs> You call this a democracy. So I should I should have gone for the death of Stalin. I've made an absolute balls up. Um instead of getting my life as a courgette out. But I think, I don't know, do we want to put in... Right, it's... So how are we going to do this? It's not really round to anyone now. Do okay. we, well, we need to hear Dave speaking about Death of Stalin because it can't stay in this list without even Let's voting in, in, on it. So <laughs> we've got our top five now. Some of us have achieved our top five via nefarious ways. <laughs> let's not comment on that. Um, um, I'm going to... Let's start arguing instead of cutting, positionally. So I'm going to make a nomination... I mean, <laughs> Let's just. Hit, I think Dave needs to speak about Dessa Stalin because, I mean, Get Out. I think is in here because three of us. I don't know. Again, I think we need to talk. I think we need to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the ones we've not talked about and see how we feel about those. And we might end up going. Oh, hang on. I think we feel stronger about Dunkirk than that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So let's hear about the ones. So let's start with. Let's start with the Death of Stalin then, because that's the. Oh, let's start with Moonlight. Fuck it. Because okay. that's higher on the on this list. I will. I will. Why is it higher defend. on the list, though? This, this, this. No, because it's. I'm going typed order. I didn't want to show yeah, any bias. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I'll, I'll defend Moonlight. Not that it's getting attacked very much. Um, I would have Moonlight as a comfortable number two, uh, especially right, sure. from the list. Um, I think I felt a little bit uh, more strongly about this than you, Clive or Michael, did when we initially reviewed this. I thought mm-hmm. it was genuinely an ambitious, spectacular piece of filmmaking, and I'm delighted that it did end up winning that Oscar, um, albeit in farcical circumstances. Um, <laughs> I thought it was... I think a lot of people, and people who aren't homophobic, will be put off this because it's you know a film about a gay man. And I'm not saying that to criticise anybody, but apparently research was made into this, and apparently that's the case. And... I don't want to almost, you know, placate people who have mild um, homophobic views, but really, it's this is a story about a man who's coming out, or a boy who's coming out, but it's so much more than that. This is a film about life itself, if you ask me. This is a film about a development of a human being, going mm-hmm. through stages in his life, going through various pains, trials, tribulations, and I thought the performances throughout were absolutely immense. I mean, Mashallah Ali um, got nominated for... Did he win Best Supporting Actor for this? I think he might have done. Certainly was nominated. Um, But I don't even think he was the best performance in it. I think there's a a cast of relative unknowns as um, the younger versions of our protagonists who are spectacular in this. And the direction is is on a next level. I mean, um, recently, the director of this film came uh, to attention for a series of drunken tweets. Did anybody see about this? No, I don't think so. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, these were positive drunken tweets, so these weren't, you know... Um... Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so it's directed by B- Barry Jenkins. Uh, recently, he got drunk on a, on a plane, and he was watching uh, Notting Hill over the shoulder <laughs> of the person next to him. Um, hilarious tweets. Go and check them out if you like. But anyway, he's clearly one of the major talents um, developing in in Hollywood, and I can't wait to see what he's, he does next. 
I will be upset if this is not at least at number three because it is comfortably one of the best films of last year, one of the best films of the last decade. Um, it would have been easily my number one had Blade Runner not come along. Um, but yeah, I thought it was absolutely so. Superb. Is it is it your number one or is it your number no, two? No, it's my so. it's my it's my number two. Okay, right. And I'm comfortable with it being in any position between one and three. <laughs> I'm glad you're comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I, I saw Moonlight as well. I think me and uh, Michael kind of ended up agreeing pretty much on it that we, you know, I gave it a nine. I really, really liked it. I didn't see it as kind of as groundbreaking as a lot of people did. Um, and I think it was partly because I'd gone in expecting it to be, at, I don't know, everyone had just raved about it being absolutely amazing. And it wasn't one of those films like... Um, the the other three, you know, Red Turtle, Love, the Courage, or Florida Project that affected me particularly. Um, I appreciated that the, the cinematography and everything was absolutely fantastic. The just the acting and everything was brilliant, and it it was a brilliant film. It didn't uh, suck me in as much as other films have this year. It would have made my top ten just about, I think. Um, so I would be happy with it being on this list, but I'm not I, I'm in almost... any way saying it definitely needs to be in the top three. I'm almost a bit surprised because I feel like although this film takes a bit of artistic license at times I feel this is kind of in that kind of bracket of hyper-realism filmmaking that you've, you know Well I don't think, see that's where I disagree I think it's quite, it is in a way but it's shot in a way that's not like almost too pretty, do you know what I mean? Like it's, every shot looks really beautiful you know, life doesn't look that beautiful and um, so that's what that's what didn't suck me in about it. It doesn't mm. have that realism. Okay. And I so, think if it had been shot in a way like Florida Project, and this is obviously personal preference, I would have got into it more. It would have felt more real with slightly more, I don't know, more of a handicam type. <laughs> Not like extreme, but the more roots level approach to it, whereas it felt very much like we've got the world's best cameras and we're going to get the best lighting and we're going to get the best. And that sometimes takes me out of it a bit with this type of film where it feels like it should be hyper-realistic. Do you know what I mean? I think all the performances were, but that the rest, that kind of stuff is... Okay, yeah, I mean, I can see that the direction maybe isn't hyper-realistic, but I felt that the storytelling was, and I thought the characterisation was. And to me, me, the the direction, the cinematography didn't take me out of it. For for me, that enhanced it, but that's, like you said, personal preference. Yeah, absolutely. Shall I... uh, Michael, anyway, what's yours? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, th- I think if um, I think if anything, my opinion of this is on an upward trajectory since I first saw it. Okay, um, cool. I mean, I-, I do agree it doesn't reinvent the film. Um, it doesn't reinvent the format or anything, but I do like the intergenerational storyline. Um, the-, the transition from um, the second to the third, I think, is the most jarring and surprising. But then the film really... Um, I think it's. I, I think perhaps its strongest section is its its um, its closing sections. So, I mean, the the um, those those ending bits. I think packed with such emotional heft, and um, you know, I think the more I thought about them, that they really struck me. Um, and I get I get what you mean about the um, the lighting and the way it's shot, Clive. Um, but I, I, I would fall in behind Alex on that. I think it's got, it gives it a sort of a mercurial quality that I really liked about it. Um, and, and I just I think that obviously Alex referred to it. Uh, it didn't mention that obviously it's it's basically an all black cast as well as tackling LGBT issues, which was yeah, uh, yeah which what, was what made it so unique as a, as an Oscar winner for best picture. But um, it, it's it rocketed straight into the centre of the the culture wars that dominate our society now, obviously, uh, and that's caused that has caused some backlash. Uh, I think most notoriously, the Spectator called it a pointless film. 
which isn't to me isn't even film criticism. I mean, that's just that's just <laughs> that's I mean, just a ridiculous. It's color. just poisonous, <laughs> you know, just poisonous to people <laughs> to odds people who the film actually means something um, to. I think, but I think the, the key thing is for me, it's not about it's not about um, race or um, or you know sexual orientation, even though they are such mm-hmm. prominent themes. So I think it's a film about loneliness and identity, uh, and I think that's what that's what makes it so meaningful to me personally. Um, and it would be it would be my number two. Um, and I know I said I didn't see a lot of films, but it would definitely be right up there in any given year. So that's just my thoughts on it in a nutshell. Anyway, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you two feel really strongly about it. I'm happy with it being up there. Dave, what do you you think? You've not seen this, have you, Dave? Am I right? No, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big astronomy guy. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel based on the general arguments about where we should? Let's start tentatively plonking this somewhere. Even well, it go, we it go, well, it goes in the top five, doesn't it? Yeah, so let's let's leave it where it is then, and let's hear about um, next on the list, which is Death of Stalin, Dave. Okay, well, I would put this on the list as uh, my number one film twice. <laughs> and and then whatever's fifth on this list, I can't I can't read it from here. That would definitely fall down into the cut category, then, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's talk about the death of Stalin. Um, so the death of Stalin came out um, in in the, in the autumn time. It's by written and directed by Armando Iannucci, um, one of the great satirists of our time, and it um, is based on. Um, the famous biography of um, Stalin's Politburo just after his, just just around the time and just after his death when he leaves a big power struggle um, behind him to con- uh, who's going about who's going to control the Soviet Union. Um, there's a range of absolutely sterling performances in the all-star cast here. Um, I've totally just forgotten his name, Simon. Russell Beale. Russell Beale, that's it. Uh, Simon Russell Beale um, uh, is is absolutely chilling uh, in his in his in his role as the head of the Soviet secret police. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. It's absolutely rip snorting, hilarious. The juxtaposition between the scary, um, the, the the scary, brutal nature of the regime that's being um, that's being described. Uh, against the 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 kind of snort coke straight out of your nose laughs is is brilliant. The the film um, is um, it, it it talks about a time that I didn't I for one didn't know very much about. Um, it, uh, it 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 gives light to the kind of farcical nature of all enveloping power and. Uh, the type of people who who find them find themselves grasping for it in those in those kinds of situations, uh, really well. But I mean, fundamentally, it's 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 really extremely funny film. It, it, the, the, it is it is absolutely brilliant, and I, I I know that you would all really really like this film if you've not all watched it yet. Um, I I would recommend it to anyone. It's the the thing is it's it's not it's not totally groundbreaking lots of the things that these some of these other films on this list have of the kind of a groundbreaking nature that isn't replicated anywhere else this is an extremely extremely good example of um of a satirical comedy movie um and 
you know, I, I absolutely rate it for that. I couldn't possibly make an argument for it being the number one film of the year. That's nonsense. But it is absolutely, um, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I, I, I definitely would like to see see it get a good mention in 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 our list somewhere. Cool. Right, so we left Clive, uh, the only other one we haven't talked about. Uh, it's your turn, I believe. You're going to need to defend Get Out. <clears throat> I am. Yes. Um, I think I'm the wrong man to do that because I feel like I've got it lowest on the list out of oh, those okay, two okay. nominees. All right, okay. All right, okay. Well, um, <laughs> I think it's your turn then, Alex. I, I guess it's me then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, Get Out. Um, I don't really care where it goes in the top five. Um, it's not a film where you have a necessary a strong emotional attachment to but it's it's just a extremely cutting biting piece of filmmaking that it's halfway between black comedy and horror uh, in a way that's both hilarious and chilling before you go, um, before you go any further can i just cut in cuz yeah. i've seen mm-hmm. i've overheard people talking about this film at work and they were sort of they were um they, they couldn't believe that people some people considered it a comedy can you explain that um, so it, it's not. It's re- I don't. I'm not sure if I ever laughed out loud watching. No, because um, well, because I, 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 you know, just my understanding of the film from you know from what I'd heard about it was that it was a, a dark comedy, but people seem yeah. to think it was more of a horror film. I don't really know what's going on. It is a very dark comedy, so I can yeah. see why some people it, might. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's not so much funny in the sense that uh, you're going to laugh out loud. Um, it's funny in its absurdity in the fact in the comment in the comments it's making on. Um, you know, modern America, or mm-hmm. let, let's say even modern race relations. I certainly would classify it as comedy. I mean, it's comedy in the very loosest of senses. Yeah, I see what um, you mean. Yeah, there, there are things in it that are, that are so horrible, so absurd that they're almost funny, but they're not because they're so horrible. Um, I mean, I, I, th- I think no film has covered race in America better than this for a few reasons. So you can look at interesting. A f- uh, you can look at various films recently that have covered the issue of race in America, but I think one way or another, as brilliant as they've been, um, as emotionally involving as they are, uh, some people just don't like to be preached to. And I'm not suggesting the films are necessarily preachy, but people read that into it. You cannot come away from Get Out and think you've been preached to. Um, the ideas are so well incised into um, the audience that I, I just feel I just feel like you can't not get the message from this and you can't not understand I mean it's hard to describe honestly when describing this I mean I'm, I'm talking to an audience who is ideal for it in you Michael but it's it's hard to describe this to someone who isn't necessarily the target audience why this is so brilliant mm-hmm. I just think it's just a really inventive piece of filmmaking um, the, the horror elements aren't going to make you jump out your skin the comedy elements aren't going to make you laugh out loud um, but it is going to get in your mind. You're going to be thinking about this for a long time afterwards, or at least I did. And I think it has more to say about modern society than maybe anything else on this top five list. I'm not arguing it for number one by any stretch. I'm, I don't mind if it's number five, um, but I think it has more of a contemporary... Com- it's more of a comp- contemporary conversation piece than any of the others on the list. Dave, where did this rank for you? Obviously, you've nominated it, but <laughs> yeah, this this was my number one. This cool, right. this film, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to talk about genre for it, but it's it's not an easily defined thing. It's not it it you know it it's 
it's it's almost it's after the fact isn't it when you have to start it's after the fact categorizing of the film the film mm-hmm. is the film is bigger than those you know individual genres it's it was for me it's almost um man it it's 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 semi worldview changing it's a really really spectacular piece of film it was a proper proper cinematic moment that so many people got that so many people came away from that movie with a with with such a a real um a real yeah with with a real proper grasp of what the director was trying to tell was trying to say through this through this film and it was exceptionally well executed the 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 performances throughout are sterling absolutely outstanding i don't remember the name of the 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 how the actress that played the housemaid for example there is like there are everyone in it was spectacularly good you know the mm-hmm. it it was it it was really it was it was so beautifully pitched it was pitch perfect it was the story was fantastic it never let you know what was coming next you had no idea where you were you were on your toes the whole time you were made to feel so so uncomfortable you were you know you were made to it was it was also deeply hilarious it was so many things you never knew what was coming you i you know i didn't even you had just no idea where the when the end was coming what was going to happen it was spectacular it was such a good movie yeah absolutely absolutely clear cut number one for me strong views um obviously it was i've mentioned before it's my number five so i absolutely think it should be in this top five obviously i'm slightly less high on it as you two but i'm still very high on it and i pretty much agree with all your points based on what i'm hearing and i'm just going to post this out there I reckon it should be number two and then Moonlight number three. Just based on general consensus of the three people who've seen it, I feel it's higher for Get Out than it is for Moonlight. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Does anyone else? Does anyone disagree? Or you know, what I was going to say was um, the t- when I made reference to there being films that I hadn't seen but I was certain I'd uh, I'd, I'd love if I saw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were uh, the death of Stalin and Get Out. So this uh, the top five as we have it now, based on I'm, I'm not really sure about the order personally, but based on um, based on the more muted response to Dunkirk, I don't have any complaints with the five we've got at the top now. To be honest. Cool. Well, let's move. Let's move. Get out up to. Sorry. Yeah. Get out up to two. I think that makes sense for now. Dave, you'd, I assume you agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. I. I it seems I, like I do. stronger consensus opinion because i didn't have moonlight in my you know top five and i was a bit lower yeah but I'm, i mean what i'm saying yeah the, 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 the yeah fine okay yeah absolutely above moonlight the, the it's, it's below blade one, runner is not my big deal. yeah yeah fine yeah <laughs> i think that's the highest you're gonna get it dave i think no absolutely um, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just it's it's sad because blade runner leaves me feeling very cold <laughs> um <laughs> I'm happy with the otherwise order. I mean, I think the Florida Project has snuck in there, and I think it should be very happy with its fifth place. <laughs> oh, boo! Oh, I think uh, what, what I find incredible is that I wouldn't. That Death of Stalin is is probably not my number four, and yet here it is on the consensus number four, <laughs> yeah, and I'm no one else has nominated seen it. it. That's the one that's sticking out to me. But I think it's kind of. I was thinking of this, and I'm thinking, yeah, more of us have seen Star Wars, and you put that on a similar level, didn't you, Dave? But yeah. Then, 
The, the two of us who the other two had seen it didn't really think it was in the top five. So no, I, suppose I it know. Shouldn't uh, be yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but in some ways, See, I was thinking, should it? But now I'm but, thinking, yeah. did, did we do down Dunkirk too much? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, See, when, when I was looking at the list, when I nominated Dunkirk, I changed my mind. So Dunkirk made my top five, but it was the last one. It was between that and Death of Stalin. So. Oh, you've I, seen Death of Stalin. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I loved it. Okay, yeah. I didn't realise um, that. <laughs> well, that um, strengthens I, the case. Yeah, that does. I, didn't, I had no idea you'd seen it. Okay, that does strengthen the case significantly. For, for me, Death of Stalin is marginally the better film than Dunkirk. In in, in that Ooh. case, I'm absolutely happy with this order. I think it's the right the right way to go. Um, yeah, well, I think it's, it's a shame I hadn't seen uh, Get Out, although I do now just want to go and buy it after what Dave said. That was uh, very impressive. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I almost, I, I regret that you've heard as much about it as you had because it, it's the it, the thing is, yeah. it's it's just non. It absolutely you do you you are never ever ever comfortable, and that's that's no, that's totally his not. great. That's his best feature. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You think you've got white guilt now? Yeah. <laughs> just and you know what? And I, and I I was told that I wouldn't know what was going on, and I spent so many times going, "Yeah, I know what's coming next." And boy, golly, was I ever wrong every single time. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah can't yeah. wait to see it um awesome. yeah well i think just just as um casey affleck's wife said a great injustice has been done here today <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus with the forager project somehow <laughs> but um, i'm open to it if anyone thinks something should be higher no 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 nah. you, but i'm you, looking you, at this list and thinking you had enough one-person passion to push yeah. it in there. Uh, who I think knows? my case for keeping it not for not cutting it there was actually right in the end. So up yours, people. Well, <laughs> look at the picture now. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I'm not sure how this is proven you right. It's just proven you stubborn. Um, I don't think it has though, because I think it. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I it's thought, just, it was just far one... too early, and we hadn't really looked at the whole picture. Does, yeah. does one uh, person making a film number two make it a better film than three people making Dunkirk their their third best film? That's it's it's a it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dunkirk isn't everyone's third favorite film, but yeah, okay. Well, um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for an argument if someone thinks Dunkirk should be above it, but it didn't seem I... to get much much. Uh, I think Which the definition, of a spirited defence from any everybody, <laughs> everybody knows the definition of compromise, um, give, which is basically give Clive a little bit of what he wants, and then everybody's unhappy. And then he'll edit the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point because I've not actually listened through to the end of the games one yet, so I don't actually know if whether or not you've changed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, it's just a, a Nintendo Switch top five. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, uh, he's edited you so it sounds like my name is Dave and I am a stinky butt. <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay, yeah. so he's made me sound a little bit more eloquent than usual. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um, shall we rumble down the list then that we've finally yeah. come out with? Is everyone happy it. with it? Mm-hmm. Um, right, so the films that were cut were My Life as a Courgette, The Red Turtle, Manchester by the Sea and Logan Honourable mentions we've decided on were Star Wars The Last Jedi, nominated by Dave Dunkirk, nominated by Michael, Alan, Dave Which I thought was a shoo-in to be in the top five But I wasn't the one who wanted it there So I'm not complaining about it not being there um, 
<laughs> the Florida Project, and then we're on our top five. So number five, The Florida Project, nominated by me. Um, I feel like this makes up for the fact that Star Wars Battlefront got in the top five in the last one. <laughs> um, the Death of over Splatoon 2, which I fucking love. Uh, the, de- <laughs> the Death of Stalin uh, in at number four, nominated by Dave, but also seen by Al, which I noticed at the last second there, which I didn't realise, um, and also rated very highly by him. Um, Moonlight, nominated by Michael and Al. Then Get Out, nominated by Al, me and Dave. And number one, the film that all three of the people who nominated it had at number one, which is me, Michael, and Al. So, a very strong list. You've got to say its name there. (laughs) Did I? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Blade Runner 2049. There we go. (laughs) What a terrible rundown of a list. Imagine if I'd done that at the Oscars. Which which is better, Clive, the Florida Project or Splatoon 2? In a oh fight, in a fight, uh, who if, would win? Yeah, if you can only have one in your life, <laughs> yeah, um, you I'd go probably for? go with the Florida Project, oh, just wow. because it. Yeah, so well, if, has, if you, Splatoon one, I mean, I think that's moved you up the I'm list, doesn't it? I'm not exaggerating when. Um, while you were cutting the Florida Project, there was a tear running down my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Oh, you've, you've got your laptop I'm, too close to your about. face. <laughs> <laughs> It was a okay. It's a. Well, that's I love it. I love it. Okay, because yeah, um, and I do love Splatoon too, as well as you know. But <laughs> that, that, that's true. That's true. I can vouch for that, listeners. <laughs> uh, cool. Help! Awesome. Help! Help! All my water's running away. Oh shit! Hang on. It's plug time! I'm just going to put the plug in at StickAroundCast <laughs> on Twitter, slash StickAround on Facebook, slash StickAround on Patreon. That's where you can throw us some money, keep the lights on and such. Uh, slash StickAroundPodcast on... I don't know what I'm saying anymore. StickAroundPodcast.com, it's been a while. On the interwebs, I'm currently going through a bit of a website revamp. It's not finished, but if you want to th- if you like seeing things in progress, check it out. Um... I've said, email us at stickaroundpockets at gmail.com. Give us your top five lists. Uh, Tell us where we screwed up. Tell us what we missed. We would love to hear from you. We'll read out your lists. Um, And I think that about covers it. We're also on Instagram. I believe it's slash stickaroundpodcast if you want to see us post pictures now and again. Um, Go there. Next up, Al, is it games? Or, well, I guess it'll we'll see what happens. Organization. It's going to be TV shows or. No, we've already done games. Bloody uh, TV shows on music, yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, let's, try and do, let's try and do TV shows. Sounds um, let's good. Try and, let's try and get the mysterious James Cable uh, back into the frame. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, he should be involved in both of those. But he yeah. should, yeah. Um, what's people? Is there anything massive people are looking forward to in 2018? As with games, I don't usually look that much what's coming out. Uh, um, yes, there's a so lot I don't of films. Know. Okay, uh, what's your number Michael, one? Uh, well, uh, I don't know about number one, but uh, me and Michael... I'll give us three. Are, me and Michael are going to see uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri on Saturday, which has been cool. uh, massively well-reviewed by Martin McDonough, um, better known for In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. Uh, but I'm also really looking forward to um, Phantom Thread, new to Paul Thomas Anderson film featuring Daniel Day-Lewis' last performance. Definitely, yeah. Um, Oh, the Shape cool. of the Water, um, which has got a lot of buzz. I mean, Glamour... it's flat, but all right. <laughs> um, the Glamour del Toro film. Also, a film called Lady Bird, which is um, supposed yes, to be... Yes, I'm excited about that. By um, Bretta Garwig. Um, so there's a lot of films coming out right now. Obviously, it's Oscar season. Um, as for blockbusters, um, 
obviously still looking forward to the Han Solo, you know, prequel film, even though it seems to have gone through a bit of creative hell, but we'll see. I mean, right. for me, for me, it's definitely got to be um, Aquaman, um, oh, no. Mission, Mission Impossible 6. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't a joke. Uh, is that even coming out? Mamma, Mamma Mia 2, that is also, oh, not, wow. that is also not a joke. Um <laughs> Yeah, th- those 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 are my highlights. I mean, those are those are a big deal. I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping for a Daddy's Home three, obviously, um, if possible. You know. <laughs> there Fast is and the, Fast and the know, Furious twenty seven. Yeah, well, Whatever. I'm hoping if they do, if they do a Daddy's Home three in number two, they brought Mel Gibson out. Maybe they could do they bring back all the Hollywood sex offenders. So Harvey Weinstein has a main part in it, and they'll oh show that they're God, great. That's dads. so good. That's such a good idea. <laughs> And then they all get shot at the end. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg just kills them all at the end. <laughs> While Will Ferrell makes some quip. And Serves you fucking right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Incred- listening, Inc- Incredibles 2, of course, I'm, I am looking forward oh, to. Oh, yes, very looking forward to that. Um, I'm not looking forward to anything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's a, and, on, and on that note... <laughs> Cheers for listening, I'm just, guys. I'm just going to sit around. back and wait for the Florida Project too. <laughs> cool. Uh, see you next time for some more lists and arguments and such and such. It's been excellent as always. Um, stick around. Stick around. Stick around. Want to make a noise, Michael? I feel like you you've got a good one in you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the sound of you motivating was... a stripper? No <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. comment. <laughs> Which means yes, we all know that. Thank you all for listening. Rest assured that you have found the best podcast in the universe. It's stick around. Um, right, are we ready? Yeah. Sweet. Three, two, one. Hello there and stick a rat. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Oh, fuck yeah. That reminds me of um when Good record, I, guys. I'm happy with that. <laughs> that reminds I don't think me, I've ever balls that up before. That's a world first. Uh, that reminds me of my uh, my mate Dave um when he was leaving his uncle's house and he just went have a new year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, his Just uncle go- had cancer at the time, so that was particularly controversial. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. He didn't mean right. to, obviously. <laughs>